What's up, everyone? Welcome back. It's been a long two weeks. This is episode 96 of WFS, the Will Ford Show. Good to be back. Uh, was hoping to have an episode out earlier in the week, around Monday or so, but, uh, well, I guess I'll just get to the point. Uh, I had my wisdom teeth taken out on Monday. Uh, I only had the two, only had two out of four. I didn't, I don't have the top two. I just had the bottom two. So I had those taken out at eight 30 Monday morning and, uh, lots of antibiotics and ibuprofen and some swelling over the last couple of days. And it's kind of kept me from being able to, to do that. I, I mean, I probably could have done it. It just would have put me in, it just would have hurt a lot to talk for, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes straight. And, you know, with all that swelling and stuff, it just wouldn't have felt so good. Um, do have stitches in the back of my mouth as well. Um, eating has been an absolute nightmare. Like the first two days I really could only eat, uh, like pudding, jello, yogurt and stuff like that. And I mean, that stuff isn't really filling and you can only really have so much of it before you get, you're, you're just sick of it. And I'm not going to lie, I I was so hungry after about a day and a half. I was just so, so hungry. You wouldn't believe. <laughs> and I was fi- I'm finally able to eat, you know, normal food, regular food, but can't really chew it. I kind of have to just make sure it's in small pieces, put it in my mouth and swallow it. So I don't really get to taste food that much. But yeah, I'm still a little, still a little swollen right now. And yeah. It was really interesting because I took, basically what I took was Valium beforehand. Um, It's supposed to like make you loopy or whatever. So you take a pill the night before and then you take one uh, about an hour before. And it really didn't do anything to me. It was supposed to really kind of space you out and uh, make it a little easier when numbing occur, when they numb you and then when they do the procedure. But I mean, I didn't really feel anything from it, and then they numbed me. I felt, trust me, I felt every single needle when they numbed me, which wasn't terrible. The left side, they numbed me up. Uh, well, I thought they numbed me up pretty good because my tongue ended up going completely numb because of it. Uh, and then they did the right side first. Right side was done in like two minutes. They got it out, sewed me up, and then left side, as soon as he put the blade in to, uh, to get the other one out, I felt the blade. It wasn't terrible because I was numbed up a little bit, but apparently I wasn't as numbed up as I thought I was because I felt it, had a little bit of a reaction. They numbed me up again, which of course felt amazing, and my tongue felt even more numb afterwards. And then the left one was a little bit more of a struggle. That one took about four or five minutes to get out, but really, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and I was all done, and then sewed up, and I had gauze put in my mouth, and Basically had to keep my mouth closed and couldn't talk for about an hour, hour and a half. Um, and then when I pulled those out, they were really, really bloody, <laughs> really bloody. But yeah, and then I was numb for probably, I don't know, three or four hours afterwards. Couldn't feel my chin at all. Couldn't feel my cheeks. Couldn't feel my ears. My ears were even numb. They really did a, a good job numbing me. I'll, I'll say that much. Um, but I think the biggest challenge of it all is just been trying to eat and just dealing with the swelling. I mean, I'm still pretty swollen right now. 
Um, but it's a lot better than it has been the last couple of days. Hopefully by tomorrow should be all gone, but I didn't really want to hop on the mic and sound like I had something stuck in my mouth when I came on here and, and talked to you guys. But, but yeah, so I'm doing a lot better now. Got to just take a lot of, uh, antibiotics, ibuprofen. I've got to, I've got to swish around this menthol-y stuff that's super, super menthol and it burns. Um, not necessarily the wisdom teeth area, but just the taste of it kind of burns. It's almost like very, very strong carbonation if I could compare it to anything. But anyhow, you don't care about my wisdom teeth or the stuff I have to take. Um, just know that I'm, I'm a little better now and, uh, let's hop back. Let's hop into an episode here. So, uh, NFL free agency is going to be starting here pretty soon. Of course, the big fish is. 42-year-old Tom Brady will dive into where uh, I think he's going to end up. And this is his first free agency in his whole career, so this is unprecedented. And then also, who's the best team in the NBA? Who's going to win the NBA title? And who is the most valuable player in the NBA? So uh, let's hop into it. We'll start off with Tom Brady and his free agent destinations. As I mentioned, this is unprecedented. Tom Brady is entering free agency for the first time in his entire 20-year career. He's going on 42. And I know there's a lot of teams out there that, you know, that need a quarterback and are kind of a quarterback away from really making a run. And I, I know the Dallas Cowboys have been thrown out there, the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, maybe a team in Florida like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but really two teams over the last couple of weeks have just kind of been it's kind of been a, a a topic of discussion it's either returning to the New England Patriots or it's going to the San Francisco 49ers now Tom Brady going to the San Francisco 49ers makes sense for two of three parties i could 100% understand why two of these parties would want to consider this but there's a third party that I just I just don't know why they would even think about it. Number one, for, for just from Tom Brady's standpoint, I mean, the 49ers, they're fresh off a of Super Bowl appearance. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. It's a young offensive line at that. Uh, Raheem Mostert came into his own late in the year as a solid running back and they're probably going to get Jarek McKinnon back. They have Tevin Coleman. They've got a trio of backs and that's what he had in new England. Their front seven defensively is probably the best in football. And they got Quan Alexander back who really helped them in that, in that playoff run. Their defense is really, really good. And then of course the weapons that Tom Brady will have at his disposal. He'll have Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, Kendrick Bourne, and then the best tight end in football probably in George Kittle, a guy that right now is probably more dominant than Gronk was. And the unique thing about George Kittle is his speed. He is so fast, but just as physical as Rob Gronkowski. So from Tom Brady's standpoint, makes perfect sense. I would want to go to San Francisco. That's one of the best teams in the league. And it's got everything that you want because Tom Brady is not going to go to a team with inadequate weapons. He's not going to go to a team with a poor offensive line. And he's not going to go to a team with a bad defense. All three check those boxes 
for the 49ers. They've got good in all those areas. He would want to go there. Um, now, it, part of this discussion as well is Jimmy Garoppolo getting traded to the New England Patriots as a result of this if San, if San Francisco brings in Tom Brady. The Patriots would be 100% on board with that, and so would Bill Belichick. If you remember a couple years ago, Bill Belichick wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo and trade Tom Brady away. This would be perfect, and the Super Bowl window that right now is theoretically closed, the, the dynasty is over for New England, it would be restarted once you re-insert Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo was 4-0 with the Patriots during the season. Brady was suspended for the first four games of the year. Actually, check that. I believe he was 2-0, or maybe 3-0, and then Jacoby Brissett won a game. Regardless, that's who Belichick wanted in the beginning, and they would be thrilled to get Jimmy Garoppolo back at a price that's around $27, $28 million a year for the next three or four seasons. All that guaranteed money is paid. They would be 100% fine with it because... You're paying Tom Brady. If you keep Tom Brady, you're going to be paying him around $30 million, and he's an older quarterback. So it makes perfect sense for the Patriots. But the only thing about this whole scenario is this does not make sense for the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo is coming off of his best season of his career, leading his team to a Super Bowl appearance, and came up just short. And Tom Brady, on the other hand, Yes, he has six Super Bowl rings, but he's 42 years old. He's a hit away from retiring, and he's coming off of one of the worst seasons, probably his worst season of his career, statistically speaking. It just doesn't make much sense. It really doesn't. And going back to the money thing, you're paying Jimmy Garoppolo $28 million a year. You're going to have to pay Tom Brady roughly the same thing, and you're only going to get a year or two of him. And that means... That in this year's draft, the 49ers are going to have to draft a quarterback. They're, they're going to have to draft somebody. And to me, it just does not make sense for the San Francisco 49ers to even want to consider bringing in Tom Brady. If you didn't have a quarterback, that's one. If you were a quarterback away, that's one thing. But you were just in the Super Bowl with a young quarterback who's 28 years old who coming off his his best season of his career it just wouldn't make much sense to throw that away to bring in an established Super Bowl winning quarterback who's coming off of his worst season of his career now let's shift gears let's go over to the NBA and we'll talk about who's the best team in the NBA right now plus my MVP uh, I think I think right now, I think a lot of people are really high on the Los Angeles Clippers for some reason, more so than the than the LA Lakers. Also, you know, people love the Milwaukee Bucks as well, and Milwaukee right now on pace to win 70 games, hasn't been done since 2016, uh, So, and it's only been done twice in history. I think, I think we'll just start with the MVP race. I think right now the most valuable player is Giannis Antetokounmpo. If you look at Giannis, he's averaging 30 minutes a game and he's averaging almost 30 points a game. He's he's averaging a point for every minute played 
almost, and 14 rebounds. And he's shooting 55% from the floor and a career-best 30% from the three-point line. He's starting to, starting to get better shooting the three-point shot. And if he just develops a consistent jumper, he would be hands down the best player in the world, if he isn't already. Uh, but if you look at LeBron James, LeBron is averaging, I think, four or five more minutes played per game than Giannis, about 35 minutes. But he's only averaging 25 points. Um, now, his stats, they're, they're evened out a little bit um, as far as assists and rebounds. Um, you know, LeBron James, he's he's averaging almost eight rebounds and almost 11 assists. That's really good. But I think with Giannis, I mean, he's just he's averaging almost a point per minute. He's getting 14 rebounds. And, I mean, he's, he's also averaging six assists. So he's also averaging six assists. Like, it's... He is crazy good. And if he just develops a consistent three-point shot where he can shoot around 35 36%, um, maybe even creep towards 40 and he has a much more consistent mid-range shot as well, it's over for the rest of the league. It's over. It really is. Now, I think I think the Bucks are the best team in the East, without a doubt. They're on pace to win 70 games and do something that you know, a team, only two teams have done in history, win 70. I think they'll end up getting out of the East, make it to the NBA Finals. But I don't think they have enough to win the NBA Finals. And this is also, I think, this could be a similar situation to the 2016 Finals where Golden State won 73 games and then ended up getting beat in the NBA Finals by the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think this could be another similar situation where the Bucks win 70 games potentially, make it to the finals, and then the Lakers take them out and take the crown. I think the Lakers right now are the best team in basketball, and I think they can match up with anybody. I think they're the best defensive team in the NBA. They have so much length and size. LeBron has even stepped up this year as a defender. And, I mean, they're... They're just really good defensively. They're really, really good and have so much length. The Clippers, on the other hand, Kawhi Leonard, he doesn't play back-to-backs. He never plays more than two games in a row. So, And Paul George hasn't been all that terrific this year, aside from a couple stretches here and there. For some reason, I just don't see the Clippers as much of a threat as the Lakers. They're, they're a good team. Certainly they can get hot and beat anyone and could win the championship, but I don't think they're the best team and I don't think they will win the championship. They may have the best coach out of those three teams that I've mentioned. You know, Budenholzer hasn't done much in the Eastern Conference. And Frank Vogel, he hasn't made it past a, a conference championship Last time he was in a conference championship was probably 2012. And Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers is a championship coach. But if we remember, the last time Doc Rivers was in a conference final, and really an NBA final, was 10 years ago, 2010. I, I really, I think they're, 
I, I don't know. Kawhi doesn't play back-to-backs. And Doc Rivers has the same recent history as most other coaches. Yes, he is a champion head coach, but he hasn't been there in 10 years. So, <laughs> I don't know. I really like the Lakers. I think they're the best defensive team. And I think they have the best two stars. I think LeBron and Anthony Davis paired together is better than Kawhi and Paul George. And it's better than Giannis and Chris Middleton. I don't think Chris Middleton is a star. I think he's a very nice, complimentary, all-star piece. He's all-star caliber. He, he was an all-star last year, but he's he's just a very nice second player to put behind Giannis. But I don't think that's enough for the Bucks to to win a championship. And I just I don't think they have enough shooting. And I, I don't think they're I just don't think they're good enough to win an NBA championship. They're good enough to make it out of the East, but they're not good enough to to take the whole thing. I don't think. Now the one thing about the Clippers is is that they have two legitimate players who can guard both Giannis and LeBron James, and that's Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Both of them can do it. That is the one thing I will give the Clippers. And if they get hot offensively then they could do some damage. But I th- I think the Lakers are so much better. They're leaps and bounds better defensively. They play with a lot more energy, and their stars play a lot more consistently as well. And they have great team chemistry, whereas the Clippers, when you have your stars essentially alternating nights, <laughs> it's I, I just don't like it. I don't think... They'll be able to get into a flow come playoff time and and win a championship. I think it's the Lakers in the West right now. And I think potentially meeting up with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Boston Celtics is a good team too. Might as well throw them in there. So we even it out two teams each in, in both conferences. But I really like the Bucks getting out of the the East. And I like the Lakers getting out of the West. And boy, wouldn't it be something if the Lakers got out of the West and won a championship given the organizational tragedy that occurred uh, at the end of January, Kobe Bryant's death. Wouldn't that be a story for the Lakers to push through that and win a championship? It'd be unreal. But my MVP is Giannis Antetokounmpo averaging a point per minute, six assists, 14 boards, uh, shooting 55% from the floor, 30% from three. And then I think the best team in the NBA right now is the Los Angeles Lakers. And I think they'll meet up with the Bucks in the NBA Finals. But that'll do it for episode eight, uh, 86. Yeah, going back 10 episodes. 96 of WFS, the Will Ford Show. I'm looking to get back into the YouTube game. There will be a video, maybe two, posted on my YouTube channel, just search Will Ford or the Will Ford show. You'll find it. Uh, Also be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud. If you enjoyed, Uh, leave a like and comment as well. You can also subscribe on Apple podcast and follow my show on Twitter at the Will Ford show. Also on Facebook, Uh, you can search my personal profile, William Ford. It's under William. Yeah, I know Uh, very formal, Uh, but you can search it on there and then go to my page from my main profile, or you can just search the Will Ford Show. Either or works. Um, but thanks so much for the support, and 
hopefully back on a more consistent basis now with my my wisdom teeth kind of healing here, the swelling going down slowly but surely. Uh, But I'll see you in episode 97. This is WFS, The Will Ford Show. (laughs) 